This is Robert Balgach and welcome to the Black Swan Secrets podcast. Our focus here is to help you grow as a producer and as a business owner in the life insurance industry. Enjoy the ride. Disclaimer, past performance is not indicative of future results. Strategies discussed in this podcast may not be suitable for you and you should make your own independent decision regarding them. This material does not take into account your particular objectives, financial situation or needs, and is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you. Good morning, everybody. Today is Tuesday, May 23rd. The year is 2023. It's great time to be alive in this crazy world. And... um, Today, I'm just going to reflect a little bit more on, on basketball. Okay, I, I did end up watching the game last night with my man Nikola Jokic, watching the last, probably the last NBA game LeBron James is going to play. And uh, I don't know what to tell you. I was kind of happy at the end. All the pe- people from California, sorry about that. Um, but it is what it is. It was a good game. But another thing that I noticed is, And I really wanted to give some props to another Laker that was really great, and that is Kobe Bryant. So I'm going to play something from Kobe. I also know Kobe is Jamar's favorite player of all time, so I think that's going to fit nicely. As Jamar right now is leading on the month-to-date leaderboard. So let's go one by one here. Another fast start for the team. Uh, Lewis Nelson, out of control. This is all yesterday. <clears throat> Five apps, 10,316 in one day. I don't see Lewis, but we're definitely going to ask him what, what he did there. That was great. Uh, Kerry Weissong, another fast start. Five deals, 73.10. Mariana, excellent start. Three deals, 61.78. Uh, Wonder Woman, three deals, 34.77. Coach K found a nice one for 2400 John Cranford scratch for 1351 Mitchell Brooks scratch for over 1000 Michael Hager scratched, Beth Vogue scratched, and Sean Chadwell scratched. So, you know, very fast start. It's only Tuesday morning, but this is an interesting one. So let me just show you this. This is the month-to-date numbers. And uh, the leader right now in, in paid business is Jamar with over 19,000 already. And I know Jamar really appreciates Kobe. So let's play something for Jamar here. And every time Kobe mentions the word basketball, just change that to the sales process. And I think you're going to enjoy this. one. I had a purpose. I wanted to be one of the best basketball players to ever play. And anything else that was outside of that lane, I didn't have time for. There's a quote from one of my English teachers at Little Marion named Mr. Fisk. He had a great quote that said, rest at the end, not in the middle. That's something I always live by. Not going to rest. I'm going to keep on pushing now. A lot of answers that I don't have. Even questions that I don't have. I'm just going to keep going. It's going to keep going, and I'll figure these things out as we go, right? And just continue to build that way. So that, I try to live by that all the time. 
At, at what age did that goal become crystal clear? That that I made that deal with myself at 13 years old. At 13 years 13 old? 13 years old. That's the deal I made. Clear about it. Crystal clear. And where did inspiration come from? Um, the love of the game. The love of the game. The challenge. Like, I, I would watch Magic play. I'd watch Michael play. And I would see them do these unbelievable things. And I'd say, you know, can I get to that level? I don't know, but let's find out. Let's find out. And so that curiosity to see where I could push this thing led me down that path. I think I had a summer where I played basketball when I was like 10, 11 years old. And here I come playing and I don't score one point the entire summer. Not a free throw, not a nothing, not a lucky shot, not a breakaway layup, zero points. And I remember crying about it, being upset about it. My father just gave me an apology and said, listen, whether you score zero or score 60, you're going to love you no matter Wow. Now that is the most important thing that you can say to your child. Because from there, I was like, okay, it gives me all the confidence in the world to fail. I have the security here. But to hell with that, I'm scoring 60. And from there, I just went to work. I just wow. I stayed with it. I kept practicing, kept practicing, kept going. I think that's when the idea of understanding the long-term view became important. Because I wasn't going to catch these kids in a week. I wasn't going to catch them in a year. Right, so that's when I sat down and said, okay, this is going to take some falling. Right? What do I want to work on first? All right, shooting. All right, let's knock this out. Let's focus on this half a year, six months, nothing but shooting. All right, after that, all right, creating your own show. You focus. So you start, I started creating a menu of things. Mm. When I came back the next summer, I was a little bit better. I scored. Yeah, you know, it wasn't much, right. but I scored. This you know? is 12, 13. 12, 13. And then 14 came around, back half of 13, 14 uh, years old. And then I was just killing everyone. And it happened in two years. And I wasn't expecting it happen in two years, but it did because what I had to do was work on the basics and the fundamentals. But they relied on their athleticism and their natural ability. And because I stick to the fundamentals, it just caught up to me. And then my body, you know, my knees stopped hurting. I grew into my frame. And then it was game. Wow. <laughs> were you always competitive from the day you were born? You were super competitive. Uh, competitive with things that I I participate in. So, I, like, I'll put it to you this way. So, like, you know, basketball for me was the most important thing. So everything I saw, whether it was TV shows, whether it was books I read, people I talked to, everything was done to try to learn how to become a better basketball player. Everything. Everything. And so when you have that point of view, then literally the world becomes your library to help you become better at your craft. So at 13 years old, I had a, uh, <laughs> I had a kill list. And so, you know, they used to do these rankings, some Street and Smith basketball rankings. And I was nowhere to be found because I was like 6'4", scrawny, like 160 pounds soaking wet. So I was like 57 on the list. And so I will look at 56, 55, all the way up to number one, who these players are with club teams they played for. So when we go on an AAU travel circuit, I, I got to hunt them down, right? And so that became my mission in high school is to check off every other person, all those 56 other names, hunt them down and knock them down. So when we played at 13, I would size you up and see what your strengths and weaknesses are. How do you approach the game? Are you silly about it? Are you goofy about it? Are you good at it just because you're bigger and stronger than everybody else? Right? Is there actually thought and skill that you put into it? Right? And when I'd play, I'd play to my weaknesses. I was working on the things during those games that I was weak at. 
left hand, pull up jump shot, uh, post game. Right? So I have a strategy. What was really your work ethic like? And for how long did you stay disciplined? Um, well, I mean, I mean, every day. I mean, since you know, 20 years. It was an everyday process and trying to figure out strengths and weaknesses. For example, jumping ability. Now, my vertical was a 40. It wasn't a 46 or 45. Uh, my hands are big, but they're not massive. Right? So you got to figure out ways to strengthen them so your hands are strong enough to be able to palm a ball and do the things that you need to do. Uh, quickness, I was quick, but not insanely quick. I was fast, but not ridiculously fast, right? So I had to rely on skill a lot more. I had to rely on angles a lot more. I had to study the game a lot more. And uh, But I enjoyed it, though. So, like, from the time I was – I can remember when I started watching the game, I studied the game, mm. and it just never changed. What does losing feel like to you? Oh, uh, it's exciting. Why is it exciting? Uh, because it means you have different ways to get better. There's certain things that you can figure out that you can take advantage of, right? Certain weaknesses that were exposed mm -hmm. um, that you need to shore up, right? So it was exciting. I mean, it, it sucks to lose. Right. But the hardest thing is to face that stuff. Um, that's a really, really tough challenge. How did you get mentally and emotionally so strong where it doesn't bother you? Well, you know, it's you got to look at the reality of the situation. You know, like for me, it's not, you know, you, you kind of got to get over yourself, right? And then after that, it's okay, well, why did those air balls happen? Got it. I didn't have the legs. So you look at the shot. Every shot was online. Every shot was online, but every shot was short, right? I got to get stronger. Uh, I got to train differently. The weight training program that I'm doing, I got to tailor it for an 82-game season mm. so that when the playoffs come around, my legs are stronger and that ball gets there. So I look at it with rationale. Say, okay, well, the reason why I shot air balls is because my legs aren't there. I got all well, next year they'll be there. I have to do the hard stuff and watch that game and study that game to not make those mistakes over and over again just because you weren't brave enough to face it. So you got to deal with face it. it. got to deal with it. Face it, learn from it. You don't want to have that feeling again, do right? So you got to really study it, face it, and uh, not to say you'll win the next time, okay? But at least you'll, you'll give yourself a better, yeah. a better chance. Yeah, it's an obsessiveness that comes along with it. You want things to be as perfect as they can be, understanding that nothing is ever perfect. But the challenge is trying to get them as perfect as they can be. Mm -hmm. And what can you do? It's in your control. So control what you can. You have this mindset, but how do you develop that? I don't know if that's what you call them on the mindset, but how did you develop that? And well, when did it start? Uh, it started in, in middle school and high school. Because a lot of the kids that I was playing against were inner city kids. And so they're looking at me as if, okay, this kid's soft. They felt like they could try to be physical or try to intimidate me and do all this other stuff, which they could, right? But now I'm saying, okay, well, you're trying to attack me. How am I going to attack you? How can I mentally figure out ways to break, break you down? How can I show you that? No, I have the edge, right? And so that's when it first started for me is figuring out how to get the upper hand on an opponent that way. And what would you do to mentally break people down then? One of the things I would do is while everybody would be at the cafeteria work, you know, eating and doing sort of stuff, I just go back to the gym. So that was my way of, show, of showing them. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I may be from the suburbs, but you're not going to outwork me. Wow. Like I see a lot of players 
take vacations with other players that are close friends and or just take vacations just to take vacations or just hang out just to hang out like i, I i'm not i never did that why, why, not? Why, why, why didn't you do that well because when i retire i didn't want to have to say i wish i would have done more i don't want that i play games with the flu i play games with 102 degree fever man we had a game against toronto in 2000 um, and Vince was tearing the league up. Uh, my back was jacked, jacked. So I would be in the layup line like, okay, there's a lot of days where you, know, you can rest and recover. Today ain't one of them. Your back can bother you any other day. That ain't bothering me today. He's going to have to see oh, me man. today. You're playing against the Golden State Warriors. Score is 107-109. You guys are close to getting into the playoffs. You know exactly what happens in the game. You go up, you're about to take your shot, and then all of a sudden, boom, yeah. Achilles happens, right? Friend of mine, Nima, he is here just to listen to you. He played ball. And he told me, he says, Patrick, I don't think you understand. He says, when I told my Achilles in high school, this <laughs> Four friends of mine dragged me to my house. I was crying from there straight to the hospital. He says, I have no clue how the hell this guy did it. He went and hit the free throws, and then you walked off the stage. How the hell do you tolerate that kind of pain? Uh, you know, I, I, use this, I, I tell this example, and I think this is the best way to explain it. Um, you know, you have a, a hamstring injury your hamstring really really badly you can barely walk right let alone play anything you're at home all of a sudden a, a fire breaks out in the home your kids are upstairs wife is wherever she may be you know going down i'm willing to bet that you're going to forget about your hamstring you're going to sprint upstairs you're going to grab your kids you know make sure your wife's good you're getting out of that house and the reason is because the lives of your family are more important than the injury of your hamstring. And so when the game is more important than the injury itself, you don't feel that injury. Mm. Not at that time. When the trainer's room, my kids are in there and, you know, they're looking at you and stuff and I'm looking at them and I'm like, you know, it's all right. Dad's going to be all right. We'll be fine. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. We'll be all right. As a parent, you got to set the example. You gotta set the example. This this is another obstacle. This obstacle cannot define me. It's not gonna cripple me. It's not gonna be responsible for me stepping away for the game that I love. I'm gonna step away on my own terms. And that's when the decision was made that, you know what, I'm doing it. You gotta lead by example. As parents, you gotta lead by example. If you want your kids to do whatever it is they wanna accomplish in life, you have to show them. You gotta show them. Definition of greatness is to inspire the people next to you. I, I think that's what greatness is or should be. It's, it's not something that's that that lives and dies with one person. It's how can you inspire a person to then in turn inspire another person and then inspires another person. And that's how you create something that I think lasts forever. And uh, I think that's our challenge as people is to uh, is to figure out how our story can impact others and motivate them in a way to create their own greatness. Okay. Imagine you wake up. Jim Lara. Train at four, four. What did you think? 
Oh yeah, the, uh, that was a good interview. I, I watched that one, uh, the Patrick Bet David one live. But uh, yeah, pretty crazy. And yeah, he's definitely an inspiration of mine. So I keep that uh, same energy with everything that I do. So, and I'm a previous basketball player as well. So, yeah, Kobe, that's rough. He's so motivational. That's it. And and Lee, it looks like uh, this is something we talk about every day. But this guy even had a higher standard than we had. Unbelievable. Yeah, and it's funny you played that today because, you know, uh, yesterday on Ricky Roundtable, we talked about fundamentals, right, and how important fundamentals are. And, and yeah, his 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 work ethic was just absolutely insane, but that's also why he's revered the way he is because of that. Um, because when he started off as a young man, um, he didn't have all the greatest skills in the world. And, and I like to kind of, once again, reiterate that, um, to you guys, you don't have to be the greatest salesperson in the world. What you have to do is almost, if you if you fancy a journey, go ahead and put yourself up together a little kill list. I know Jamar kind of has a little kill list over there, right? Uh, of folks that he just, he, he's like, okay, this person's ahead of me, but I'm going to knock this person down and down and down uh, more so, should I say, him climbing up and up and up. Um, but we just have to be willing to just say, hey, if this many people can do it, then that means it's doable. And I have to have enough believe in me to say I can do it, too. And, and here's the key. All of you can. Man, you just got to be willing to fight and be disciplined and put in that work, work on the fundamentals. And every last one of you can have that same success that you see Jamar, Marsha, Kerry, Coach K, uh, Bridget, et cetera, have. You can have that same level of success. That was good. And, and here's a little trivia for you guys. So Kobe Bryant was drafted as a number 13 pick, just came out of high school. And then he was actually not drafted by the Lakers. He was drafted by Charlotte Hornets, who traded him to the Lakers for the guy named Lade Divac, who used to play for the same club I used to play. And funny enough, all the money that Divac made in the NBA, he invested that money to start a new basketball club in Belgrade, Serbia. And Nikola Jokic became a member of that club. So interesting how this goes, this full circle, but again, helping other people become great. Jokic doesn't exist without Divac. If Lakers didn't have Divac, they wouldn't have traded for Kobe. And you can just run all these alternative scenarios. It's kind of crazy. Life is a journey. Enjoy the ride. Right, Coach K? All yours now. That's right. That's right. You know, today I was going to deal uh, talk about dealing with setbacks, right? And Kobe was like that whole thing was nothing but that, right? So there he's talking about one of the things is he was talking about he actually gets excited when he has a setback, right? Which is a total different mindset than most people, right? One of the things is like, hey, if you want different results than everybody else out there, you just do the opposite of them, right? Uh, you know, there's a saying too that, you know, conventional wisdom was almost always wrong. And I would, I would kind of agree with that. If you do the opposite of what everybody else does, you're going to have extraordinary results for the most part. Right. And, you know, I talk about uh, Lanny Basham all the time, you know, and he, he's the guy that really is uh, created with becoming like the, the guy that starts sports psychology. He's like, I'm not a sports psychologist. I'm a mental management guy, but he always talks about you either win or you learn. Right. And I think that's something that Kobe really embraces. Right. And they, they talk about when you start getting frustrated and you start having setbacks, right? Uh, most of the time, it's because you're outcome focused, 
right? And you're not focused in on what uh, is the task at hand and that process focus. Lee talks about this all the time. We all talk about it all the time, right? And it's really just doing the best you can because you can have uh, great, great weeks or you can have bad weeks uh, where you, you work your butt off. You did everything perfectly, right? You ran like a bunch of appointments that just didn't go that way, right? Maybe everybody you talked to had congestive heart failure, was smoking and on uh, oxygen, and they all thought they were going to get a million-dollar policy for 30 bucks a month, right? Sometimes these things happen, and there's nothing you can do about it, right? Uh, so, But does that mean you were a failure? No. It's working that process the best you can and doing what you can there, there right? So- one of the things that uh, Lanny talks about or, or is like within his system, he talks about demand progress, not perfection, right? Demand progress, not perfection, because you can't always be perfect, right? But you can always get better. You can always find ways to get better, right? And I think it's important to not bury your emotions and actually listen to them, right? So in this business, when you have your setbacks, a lot of time you can get frustrated, you can get angry about them, but you're having those emotions for a reason and you need to be aware of that, right? And the thing is, it's not okay to stay frustrated, right? And, and stuck there, but you've got to acknowledge that you're there, right? But you got to figure out, okay, what's bugging you, right? And then from that point, you can step back, right? And you can start to get excited, like Kobe says, or say thank you to whatever's bugging you. But when you step back, what you really want to do within our business, look at your numbers. Okay. Just look at your numbers. Let's take all the BS out of it. Right. Let's look at, you know, your schedule, right? Do you have enough appointments on your schedule? Right? No. Okay. Let's see how many dials you're doing. Right. Are you making enough dials? Okay. You're making enough dials. So we then know that that, that thing you got to work in on is and get good at is whatever the numbers are saying, right? So maybe you got enough people on the schedule, okay? You get enough people on the schedule, then you're running those appointments, right? And something's happening there, right? And it's funny because most of the time, people will have a reoccurring objection that happens to them all the time, but it doesn't happen to other people because it's something they're doing, right? And that's why you need to talk with your upline or whoever it may be, record your calls, record your calls, record your calls, record your calls, right? That's your game tape, right? Kobe, I'm sure, looked at thousands of hours of game tape, but we can see what's going on there, right? And we can hear what's going on there, I should probably say more than anything, and, and really hone in what's going on there. And then from there, what we can do is we can start taking action, right? And we can start drilling it, right? You talk about Kobe, he's just drilling it and drilling it and drilling it. The difference between, you know, Lee, Mariana, Marsha, Jamar, they've just got more reps right than a rookie that's the number one thing right and dick has got more reps than all of us put together right <laughs> so uh you know that kind of repetition is what really makes you good right so just working at it and then you can start to see that progress right again demand progress not perfection right so the main thing though is too is when you're not feeling good is figure out what what is it, is it that's uh making you feel frustrated and then take action immediately like hey what's one thing i can do right now that's going to improve this situation our business is pretty easy pick up the phone <laughs> just pick up the phone book more appointments pick up the phone run that appointment right if you're recruiting pick up the phone recruit some more right you get someone that didn't work out you thought they're going to be stead pick up the phone find someone else right that's the number one thing and that that's what rob jones said right he's like hey you want to be successful in this business just do this all the time you know don't have any slack time uh picking up pick up that phone and make things happen there right um the last thing i do want to say too is that 
uh, Lanny Bastion talks about this is you want to have one or two people that you can go to with your problems, right? And figure out uh, and have that person be someone that gets you back on track, right? You don't want to be going to talk to someone about your issues and then you guys just start getting into this negative bitch fest or whatever it may be. That's going to kill you right? That's going to kill you. You need to have someone that's going to be like, okay, I understand you're frustrated here or whatever, but help you get back on track, right? So uh, that's it. Um, that's all I got here. And, and now it is uh, time to dial. <laughs>